to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join with us now as Pastor Joe Pettick teaches from the book of Revelation. Chapter 9. If you could please turn with me to Revelation chapter 9. We pick up in verse 1. Revelation 9, 1. Title of our message is Hell on Earth. Kind of a crazy title, isn't it? Hell on Earth. I wonder if anyone has experienced anything that you would say, wow, that was like hell on earth. I remember many years ago working for the water meter company. At the time, I was fixing leaks underneath homes and leaks, you know, in pipes and stuff like that. And, and I remember one of the homes that I went to, there was a leak under the house, and the house had a crawl space. And the crawl space was only like, I don't know, about a foot and a half, two foot high. And so I went under the house. I have claustrophobia. I don't like being in confined spaces. So it was a big thing for me. That part of my job I hated. So I'd, I started crawling underneath this house. Well, I noticed the deeper I crawled, and the leak was like 30 feet or, or, or more into underneath the home, you know. But the more I started crawling, the tighter the spot got, the tighter it got. And finally, it got to a point where I was stuck. I couldn't even move. And I remember my claustrophobia was kicking in, and I was like, you know, just getting sweaty, and I was like almost panicking. And something came to my mind. I thought, wow, if this is anything like hell, I don't want to go to that place. Because it was like hell on earth. And I had to still make my way. And it was kind of got narrower and narrower. And I could just barely. And then once you got past a certain point, that's when the pipes were in there. So I knew there was more space to work once I got in there. It was just getting through that. And then looking back at that, st- that narrow spot, thinking, wow, that's like hell on earth. It's like being trapped underneath a home. And, and I knew if I had a ham and cheese sandwich, I wasn't going to get out. Because if I would have gained a little one more ounce, I wasn't going to get out of that house. But I wonder if you've experienced something that you would consider like hell on earth. Hell's probably a lot worse than we would ever, could ever imagine. In our text that we have in front of us, we're going to read about hell. Hell is a literal place. People teach, and even some well-meaning you know, teachers, they, they teach that hell's not a real place, and it's just a, you know, it's, you know, it's not a literal place. But the Bible teaches that hell is a literal place. Jesus talked more about hell than any other person in the Bible. He he talked more than any other writer in the Bible. He talked about hell because, I believe, because he doesn't want anybody to go there. Hell was created for the demons, was created for Satan and his demons, his followers, the fallen angels. God doesn't want anyone to go to this place, but it's a real place, and we're going to read about it. And we're going to read a story about the time in the tribulation period as we've been looking at. And during that time, demons will be released on the earth, and that's what we're going to look at. So literally, because the demons are released on the earth, there's going to be hell on this earth at one time. Then the good thing is, once Jesus comes back, it's going to be like heaven on earth, right? And that's what I'm looking forward to. So let's take a look. Let's look at our our text before us. So Revelation 9, verse 1, it says, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. Very important. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit, And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like a smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as a scorpion of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or the green thing, or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads, the 144,000. 
And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. The shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings were like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months, and they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew was Abaddon, but in Greek he has the name Apollyon. One woe is past, behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. That's some heavy stuff, isn't it? <laughs> wow. The Apostle John has been showed events that will take place during the time of tribulation. He's caught up into heaven. He sees the time of the tribulation. We've been reading about terrible tribulation that's going to take place on the earth. There will be seven years of tribulation on the earth before Jesus Christ becomes king. I believe part of it is uh, the Lord causing the wicked to be purged, the Lord also giving an opportunity for many to come to, to know Jesus during that time of tribulation. As we read, there's going to be multitudes without number that are going to come to know Jesus during the tribulation period. I say amen to that. Thank you, Lord. So there's mercy mixed with judgment. There's the seal judgments we looked at as Jesus pulled the seals off of the, the scroll, the seven seal judgments. These are the seven trumpet judgments. When the trumpets sound by the angel, you know, judgment takes place, horrific things take place on the earth. And then we're going to have the seven bold judgments. But here we see all hell breaks loose on planet earth. And it's a terrible time. And I wanted to just kind of look a little closer at verse one, if we can. But it says, then the fifth angel sounded. So get the picture in heaven. This is, we already looked at the first four angels that sounded the trumpet. We looked at possibly the trumpet sound means war is God declares war on the earth because the earth is rebelling against God and it's wicked. Its leader is the Antichrist, the false prophets on the scene already. Um, it's just a, a, Satan is ruling and reigning. It's that unholy trinity that's taken place. So get the picture. The fifth angel sounds the trumpet. And as he sounds the trumpet, John sees this star fallen from heaven to the earth. And you might look at that at first and say, well, what's a star fallen from heaven? So is that a literal star? Well, I don't believe it's a literal star because it goes on to say to him, to the star was given. So it's, it's somebody. It's a person. So we might say, well, who is that person? Do we have any scripture to back up who this could be and what it can be? Well, I believe we do. And, and it's always good, as we've talked about last, uh, last Sunday, we're all, it's always good to interpret scripture with scripture. When I ever say anything and the, or another pastor has ever says anything and they say, you know, this is what we believe it is, that means we don't have scripture to really back up what we're saying. But because of other scripture, we think this might be the case. But for this, we, we like, well, who is this star? Well, we have other scripture. Remember in chapter one, it says the seven stars are the angels, right? Of the seven churches. So it gives us some insight. The star could be, you know, this could very well be an angel. 
But if you look back at that, it's a fallen angel, right? Who would you think is the head of the fallen angels or who would be the fall, fallen angel? Satan. So most, if not all the comment, <laughs> commentaries I've read, they say this most likely is Satan. So, so Satan's on the scene. Satan it falls to the earth. He, he's, he's in heaven, but he's, he's cast out to the earth and it was given him a key to the bottomless pit, to, to a place called hell as we know it. But it, it's interesting you know, to, to note that um, the, fallen is, the fallen word is past tense. So if you really look at it in the original language, you look at it, it, the word fallen is past tense, indicating that he has already fallen. So it's not like John just sees this, it just happened. He's able to see probably the time when Satan did fall from the earth. So it's something that's already taken place. So we have this fallen angel. We have Satan and we see him. He comes to the earth and he has a key, the bottomless pit. So we, we have some insight with the bottomless pit must have to, uh, something to do with the earth, and w- which is believed is the, in the center of the earth. There's, there's the, the bottomless pits there. So he unlocks it and he lets something out. But with this, I want to I stop and, and kind of think about the, the angels and not, not, the, not the, the California angels. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but there's a spiritual realm all around us that we can't see into. Could you imagine if our spiritual eyes were opened right now, what we'd see? There's, there's good angels, there's bad angels. There's angels that are going to look so different. Once we get to heaven, we have some description of the cherubim and the seraphim, and it's just like, man, I, I think, you know, just looking at them, it's, just, it's almost frightening. But there's angels all around us. And I, I was kind of talking to the first service about this. I wonder how it works, you know, with this, the good angels and the bad angels. I wonder, you know, how we have ushers at the door, you know, to stop people coming, you know, not to, to welcome them, not stop people. If someone had a gun, when we'd stop them. But, but I wonder in the spiritual world if there's like an angel usher at all of our doors. And then the bad angels want to come in or maybe disguise themselves like, hey, what's going on? It's like, it's like no, no, no bad angels in this place. I mean, I don't know. It was speculation, but, but there's a spiritual realm all around us. And there's, there's, there's good angels and bad angels. Some believe that all of us, we, everyone has at least one angel watching over us. We don't know that. They call it a guardian angel. We don't know for sure. There's some verses that kind of hint to that. For sure, we have angels watching over us. But we have fallen angels. Most of you know this already, but just as way of reminder, Lucifer used to be a high-ranking angel in heaven. And that's who possibly we're, we're looking at right here, this fallen angel. He was a high-ranking angel. Some even believe he was like the worship leader of heaven. And he got cast down. And we're told in Isaiah that, that he was puffed up with pride and he said, I'll be like the most high. I'll exalt my throne above the most high. And, and he was puffed up with pride and he, got, and he rebelled against God and he was taken down. He was cast out. But did you know a third of the angels went with him, right? Revelation chapter 12, verse 4. So a third of the angels. So he drew, his, it says his tail drew a third of the stars, which a third of the angels. So he went, but he didn't go by himself. He took angels with them. I want to remind you, though, that two-thirds are still on our side, right? Amen? But not only that, God created all the angels. So even if we didn't have one angel on our side, we would still be on the the winning team, right? Because we have God with us. But we have two-thirds of the angels at stage. So so here we're looking at that. But what is, you know, we we think of angels. What is the primary purpose of the fallen angels? What is their purpose? And I, I think John 10.10 kind of gives us good insight of what their their primary purpose are, the the primary purpose of the fallen angels. It says the thief, speaking, Jesus speaking here, and he's speaking of the devil. He says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. 
I think it's healthy to realize that. We have an adversary of the devil that walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's not anyone you want to, to mess with. But I'm so happy to, to know the fact the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the Amen. You guys know your Bible. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Far, far greater. We have, we have the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead living inside of us. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So we don't have to fear demons. We don't have to worry about demons. But I believe what can happen when we, when we kind of walk in darkness, we walk away from the Lord, we start going back to the old life, we start going back to the ways of the world and stuff. I think you could, you're in a dangerous place. And you need to come back. Because when you're walking in the spirit, you're walking, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you know, everything's added to you. But if you choose to put aside the things of the, of, of the Lord, you choose to put aside the things that God has for you, walk away, you rebel against God, say, no, God, I don't want nothing to do with this. I got to do my own thing. And I, I kind of miss this stuff over here. That's danger. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to rob you. It says that he's a thief and he's, he, he wants to steal from you. I believe this is, there's other scripture to back this up. When you leave this place today and the word of God's planted in your heart, the devil's right there. Beware of this. He's right there. He wants to tempt you. He wants to do something because he wants to snatch the word of God out of your heart. He wants to take it out or choke it out with the cares of the world or the deceitfulness of riches. And he just wants to come in and try to, to rob you from the implanted word of God and recognize that, that he's, he's out to steal. And he's like, he, he's there. He, he, he wants to take it away because the more the word we get planted in our heart, the more of the things of God we, 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 we put into our lives, the, the more we're walking in the spirit, we are able to, to defeat the works of the devil. But it's almost like there's a carrot waiting for us. And I think it's healthy for us to realize there's a carrot. As soon as you walk out these doors, do me a favor. Look for the carrot. And it has a hook. And he wants to draw you away from the things of God. The devil wants to rob you of the things of God. And we can be in here. We can be, as we're, you know, singing to the Lord, as we're worshiping Jesus, as we're spending time in the word, as we're spending time in the spirit. And everything is just like, oh God, I just want to stay in this place. Lord, I don't want to move from this place, Lord. And Lord, this is so awesome, your presence in my life. And then we can walk out those doors and the, the, the things of the world just starts creeping and the temptations of the world just say, no, no, come on, this way. Just walk a little bit. Just, and it's almost like, I, I see it too. It's like, it's like this, he's like, there's a line right here and he's like, oh, he's just wanting you to just step over the line. Just, and he's just like, come on. He's just like, oh, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. God's going to forgive you. Come on. He's a forgiving God. Just come on over here. He wants to destroy. He wants to rob. He wants to hurt. And he's out hurting families right now. He's out destroying people's lives right now. In the church of the living God, we can be, by the grace of God and by the power of his Holy, Holy Spirit, we can be that, an influence in this world. Don't you love the rest of this verse, John 10, 10? So the devil, the thief, he comes to steal. He wants to steal the word of God out of your life. He wants to kill you spiritually. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your friendships. He wants to just take you out spiritually. He wants to make you in such a way that you're just sitting on the shelf, useless. But I love what Jesus says here. Jesus says, that's the devil's plan, but you know what my plan is? I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That's what I've come to give you. 
Do you know that God wants you to have an abundant spiritual life? He wants you to walk in the abundance of his Holy Spirit. He wants, listen, he wants what's going on in the church, what's going on as you're worshiping Jesus, what's going on as you're having, you know, just you're loving the Lord, what's going on as you spend time in the word. And you're like, wow, I bear witness to this word, God, it's true. And you have this. He wants you to take that outside of these walls into the world, an abundant life, an abundant walk. Somebody called our church yesterday and, and they talked to our secretary, Brenda Garcia, and and uh, he said about her, he says, man, he even asked her, he says, why, where do you get, why are you so, you know, laughing all the time? Why are you just so happy all the time? And she says, it's Jesus. It's the, the work of the Holy Spirit in me. And that's a powerful testimony. When you have the joy of the Lord in the midst of trouble and, and, and turmoil, and you're just laughing and having a great time, and so, I think it drives the world crazy. Did you ever notice that? But we can have a joy that no one can take away. We can have an abundant life that nobody can take away, only if you allow the devil to. So Jesus says, I've come to give you life and that more abundant. So the devil's main purpose is to destroy us. But what, are, what about the good angels? As we look at our text, as we think about this fallen angel, but what about the good angels? What are their purpose? Well, they've got many purposes, but two that I, I, I want to point out to you is that they minister to us and they protect us. We have angels ministering to us and protect. There's ministering angels in Hebrews it talks about. We'll look at that in a second. They're, 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 they're ministering. They're, they're, they're helping us. My wife and I stopped at a car wash the other day. It was like a detail place where they do detailing and car washes and stuff. And so we paid our bill and they take it through the thing. And the guy that was behind me, he pulled out his debit card to, to pay for his you know, car wash. He had a you know, big detail thing going on for his car. He pulled out his debit card, and the lady says, no, sorry, you know, it's declined. And he was all embarrassed. He goes, no, I just deposited a check today, and, and it's, it's, it's got to be fine. Try it again. And she tried it again. She said, no, it doesn't work. She goes, you have another card? He said, well, I'll try this one, and it doesn't work. And he's like, oh, man, he's just, he's kind of getting embarrassed. You know, people are l- looking at him, you know. So I waited. I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, just give me an opportunity to, to share with him. Or, so I waited till he was alone, and I says, hey, I says, you know, I, I don't have much on me. I said, I don't know. I, I think your bill's, you know, because he had like $34. He's going to do a whole detail, wax, everything, you know. And I said, I've got like 26 bucks on me. I says, I says, ask him if they can do maybe a little more basic car wash, and, you know, maybe 26 bucks so should more than take care of it. I said, here. And he kind of looked. He goes, well, he goes, why would you do that? And I said, well, I'm a Christian, and God has blessed me so much, and I just want to be a blessing to you. I says, no big deal. I says, I've been, I've been in your shoes many times where I put a check in, and it doesn't clear for a couple of days, and I think the money. I said, don't even worry about it. He goes, no, and I goes, look, and he's got, I got another check. I said, I know, it's cool. I said, don't worry. He said, oh, praise God. You know, you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he becomes Christian. He was cussing and swearing earlier than that, but I just want to let you know. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's praise God, hallelujah. But... Uh, but then he was even feeling bad. He goes, no, hold on. Let me call my bank. And so he's on the phone. He's calling his bank and, and to see if they can release some of the funds. And I mean, this is taking a long time. You know, we had an appointment to go to. We're running behind. We're like, okay, Lord, you're teaching us patience on top of this. Okay. So he's, he gets on the phone. Finally, after a long time on the phone, they said they'll release $34, just enough to pay his, his bill. You know, I mean, he's like, thanks a lot, you know. So that's happening. And then my wife, you know, and he's like, well, and he gives us our money back. He says, man, he says, that is so awesome. And you would do that. I said, yeah, well, you know, we're Christians. And then my wife says, yeah, he's a pastor. And, he, you know, that's just his heart. And, and you know, he's at, he goes, well, what church? He says, Calvary of the Harbor. He goes, 
He goes, no way. He goes, years ago, I used to go to that church. And I go, no way. He says, yeah, I was dating a Christian girl, and I was going there dating her, and I was going to the church, and I was like, oh, well, it's okay. And so I don't remember who the girl was, but and I, it says, well, I believe this is the Lord wanted to speak to you, and he wants you to go back to church, and he wants to draw you back. This is a divine, I believe totally this is a divine appointment from the Lord. He's like, yeah, you know, you're right. My whole family, they're Christians, and they keep telling me this. And it, it was a total divine appointment. And then check this out, though. So they released the funds. So he goes back in line. He says, hey, they released the funds. Go ahead. You should be able to put it through. She puts the card through. Yeah. She goes, oh, guess what? Up on the screen, she goes, she goes you have a free car wash. Because <laughs> he's gone there so much. He had one free car wash the whole time. And he looked at me, and then my wife said, my wife says, yeah, I believe the angel, an angel came and just totally blanked out your account so you can talk with us. And he says, yes, I believe that. Angels. The minister, Hebrews 1.14 says, are they not all ministering spirits, talking about angels, sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? The word minister means to aid, to help, to serve. And I believe that the things are happening in the spiritual realm. Things are taking place, even with that whole card thing. I think, you know, possibly, you know, the angel was there just kind of stopping the payment or whatever was going on, but it was a God thing. They're here to minister to us. Another verse that goes with good angels, talking about protection, most of you know this, Psalm 9111, for he, the Lord, shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways, in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So they're there to protect us. I know when I was in the world, before I even became a Christian, I look back and I'm like, God was protecting me. There's situations in my life, and I'm sure we've all had that. Maybe, you know, I lived a crazy life. where well, I, I should have died. I should have been killed. There's fights I'd get in. My, my friends, I'd go out before I knew the Lord and get into crazy fights. These guys, they, they, all, they, they, they loved to drink, and when they drank, they wanted to fight everyone. They always wanted to fight the bouncers or the biggest guys, and it was like, great. And I, I was in the midst of all that. I'm like, Lord, you protected me back then. Another great verse, Psalm 34, verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. He delivers us. So we've got this spiritual realm around us as we see in our text, this fallen angel opens up the pit. Let's go back and look at that again. So to him was given the keys to the bottomless pit. The bottomless pit is also known as the abyss, hell. It's believed that it's in the center of the earth. Luke chapter 16 talks about the rich man and Lazarus when they died one went to Abraham's bosom. The other went to a holding place, a place of torture. And there was, a, there was a division between the two. And it's believed that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, it says that he who ascended first descended into the lower parts of the earth, setting the captives free. So it's believed that Jesus Christ went into the lower parts of the earth. He emptied out Abraham's bosom where Abraham was and, that, and Lazarus was and the others that were there. And he, he, he took them out. So that's what's believed that we're talking about, this bottomless pit. Notice he went to the earth. Satan fell from heaven, went to the earth. He had keys on earth to go to a place that's called the bottomless pit. So most likely it's the center of the earth. It's the abode where demons are incarcerated. Demons are trapped in this place, but they're going to get a holiday. They're going to get a five-month holiday to come out to the earth and to torture men 
and the torture is going to be so bad, men are going to want to die, and they won't be able to even kill themselves. So these are probably the worst demons that the world has ever seen. And some demons are allowed to be on the earth, but these supposedly they're in chains of darkness because they're so wicked. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.